themselves. They were trying to do whatever it took to provoke their God. They were crying out to God, God. Uh, uh, they were crying out to Baal to send fire from heaven so that everything would catch on fire and they would know that Baal was God. But no answer come. But then Elijah does something a little different. Because it's been in a drought for around three years, everything's dry. Sort of like California, you know, it catch on fire like that. So Elijah tells all these people, he says, I want you to go get buckets of water. And I want you to pour them over the altar. Now, why the water, preacher? Because uh, it won't burn. If you put a bucket of water on your fire, it's gone. Half of us then watered down our fire. That's what's wrong with us. Hold on. That was free. So he said, hey, hey, take buckets of water and I want you to pour it on these altars. Don't do it just one time. Do it twice. In other words, Elijah said, I want you to soak down the altars so that it won't take just a little spark to catch it on fire. In other words, I want God to do something big. I want God to show you something real big here because I'm going to soak the altars first. So they've done it. And the Bible says that Elijah looked up toward heaven and he didn't say no big elaborate prayer. All he said was basically this, God, I need you to show up right now and prove to them who's God. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, let me tell you what happens. Fire comes from heaven and the altars take place uh, and they burn and they burn. And all the people around, they see who is God. uh, And they see that Elijah's God is the one that can call down fire from heaven. But then something else happens. Elijah calls for all the prophets of Baal to be slain. In other words, he kills all the false god worshipers. He kills them all. After that, I want you to know some things that goes on. We catch up here. Everybody's been slain. And there's this fist-sized cloud that's in the sky. And while all the people standing around, Elijah says, Oh yeah, y'all might need to go home. It's about to rain. Not only is it about to rain, but it's about to be a massive storm. And the people look up, and all they see is a little fist-sized cloud. They don't see nothing big happening. But all of a sudden, guess what happens? It rains. And it pours. And it floods. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning, I want you to get this picture in your minds. As that when Elijah comes on the scene here, This is a man who has seen God do some amazing things. 
This is a man that has been used by God in an amazing way. This is a man that called down fire from heaven. Now, I don't know about you this morning, but if I had some sort of superpower I could ask from God, calling down fire from heaven would be in the top five. I mean, let's just be honest. Hey, hey, what do you want to be able to do, preacher? Hey, I want to be able to call fire from heaven. That sounds pretty good to me. But this is exactly what happens and exactly what's going on. So understand, this is not some little coward of a man. This is a man with a backbone. This is a man that stands up to kings. This is a man that calls fire from heaven. But in verse in chapter number 19, now we're where we need to be. He's running into the wilderness. He's running, he's scared. So many times we focus on the victories of the Bible that we forget about the times that they were scared. There were times even with the mightiest people of God were at the end of their rope. The end of their faith, the end of their journey. It seemed so hard they didn't know uh, how they could keep going. But this is, is what I'm supposed to do this morning. I, I, I'm, supposed to, 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 I'm supposed to use this and, and, and build you up and all that until you can accomplish anything with God and all these things. But notice, when you're in a dark place, Your past victories, they seem pretty small. Elijah's dark place here, even though he had seen God do all of that, just because somebody said they was going to have his life. Jezebel, that's all she said was, by tomorrow you'll be dead. That's what, that summarizes it, Chad. That's all she said. Just because she said that, he's running. I mean, if I could call fire down from heaven, I'd say, yeah, we'll see about that. But she's running. But he's running because he's in a dark place. And when you're in a dark place, everything God's done in the past seems so minute. So small. But not only that, number two this morning, things that I've learned. This is just things that I've learned in dark places. When you're in a dark place, your, your, your faith is, is so weak. You ever notice that? When, 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 when you're in a dark place, your faith get so weak. Notice what happens here in verses 5 through 8. He lays under this tree and he sleeps. Behold, an angel come and touched him and said, Arise and eat. 
And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a a curse of water at his head. He did eat and drink, and he laid it down again. And the angel come to him a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the, the journey is great for you. He arose and he did eat and drink. And went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Herob, the mount of God. Notice what happened here. God sends messengers to strengthen him. He has run from God. He's crawled under a tree. He's cried out, God, I'm ready to die. I'm done. This is it. It's over. But God, God, God sends somebody to to strengthen him. They fed him food. They they, they, they gave him water. They, they gave him rest. They didn't just do it one time. They done it twice. Notice that. that, that now listen to me. You've got to get this. This is equivalent to you coming to church today. God's placed you here to, to get refreshed. He's, he's placed you here to, 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 to find strength. Uh, he's placed you here in order that, that you, can, you can hear a word from Him and, and that He could speak to your heart and, and that He could give you some strength because the journey's great. That's what takes place here. They have a little church meeting with some angels that come by and refresh Elijah. So Elijah's pretty pumped up. I mean, 40, uh, uh, he, he, he ate enough meat that would last him 40 days. Praise God. He must have been at one of them buffets. I don't know. But, but, but anyways, bear with me. As soon as he leaves from the Jupiter tree, look at verse number 8. 9, I'm sorry. And it came thither unto a cave and lodged there. Good heavens, I'm about to make him. He leaves from the church meeting. And soon as he steps out the doors, he finds himself a cave to get in and hide. Boy. Hey, I don't know, but I'm tired of coming to the house of God not getting no help. That's what I, he he come into the church house, but he left, and he was worse off than he started. And he found a cave. The Bible says that he lo- that word lodged means that he was prepared to stay. Chad, if you're lodging somewhere, you're not just staying a night. You are preparing to stay. God had just fed him, refreshed him, strengthened him, gave him everything that he needed. And soon as he stinking left the tree, he didn't go out and say, I'm ready now. Instead, he went and he found a stinking cave and he crawled in it. Why? 
Because when you're in a dark place, your faith is weak. And that's where he's at. He's weak in his faith. Even though he's been to church. <laughs> oh, I've been to church. Well, what did he do? There's a church on every corner. Half of them ain't doing nothing. And I'm going to say it again. Half of them are giving you three points in a poem and saying, hey, everything's okay. I need some help in my dark place. I don't need you to smile at me and tell me everything's going to be up. I need some help. Because I got issues and I'm going through stuff. I need somebody to get in the dark place with me. Oh, well, everything will be okay. He leaves the church meeting and goes and finds a cave. Because he's in a dark place. Well, I've learned some things in dark places. But notice this. Number three. When you're in a dark place, your circumstances seem unchangeable. Even though God fed him, even though God gave him rest, even though God gave him something to drink, even though God had used him to call fire from heaven, even though God had used him to bring rain to a droughted land, even though God had showed him so much, his dark place made his past victories so small. His faith so weak. And his circumstances seem unchangeable. And now he finds himself in a cave. See, when you get in a cave, it's because you think things are not going to change. You think what you're going through is unchangeable, so I might as well crawl in this place and die. A cave is a hiding place. A cave is a place of depression. You don't see nobody in the cave shouting, thinking, you know, you don't, you don't see none of that going on. You don't see nobody in a cave praising God. No, a, a cave is a place of depression. A cave is a place of fear because you're really just scared of what's on the outside of the cave. A cave is a, a spiritual tomb, if you will. Now, 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 you may never walk inside of a natural cave in your life. But at some point in time in your faith, you will experience a cave, a tomb. A cave this morning is a spiritual condition. You can be rich and be in a cave. You can be surrounded by people and be in a cave. You can be anointed and be in a cave. You can be a pastor and be in a cave. You can be a prophet and be in a cave. You can cast out devils on Sunday and be in a cave on Monday. Caves. Nobody's exempt from them. Ultimately, the cave's a place of death.
It's just a place of death. Now, everybody won't get what I'm talking about today. Or at least they won't admit it. But there's some people here today, you know what it's like to be in a cave. There's some people here today, you know what it's like to feel isolated. To feel all by yourself. Somebody knows what it's like to run as hard as you can run and not get nowhere. Some people know what it's like. You've been fighting, but you keep losing. You've been faithful, but nothing's happening. And the devil's trying to make you question who you really are. It seems like you you can't even feel God no more. Everything good's been lost. I know this morning that there's some in my presence. You know what I'm talking about. You know what it's like to be in a dark place in the cave because you don't want to come out because of what's on the outside. And I know this place that you're at is not a place where you shout and dance at. But I just wondered this morning if anybody be honest and say, God, preacher, I know what you're talking about. Because I'm in a dark place. I'm in a dark place in my life. And this morning you may just be just like Elijah. You found your place, found you, yourself in a place, and all you see is death around you. Some here this morning, your faith's weak because of your dark place. Now, you won't tell the preacher that, because we argue and fight halfway to church and get out of the car and go, oh, hey, you doing, brother? Everything's just going good in my life. Yeah, boy, praise God. That's what we do. But there's some this morning, your faith is about one church service away from being out of church. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because your faith's weak. There's some here this morning, you still haven't figured out this salvation thing. You, 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 you hadn't got it all together. Some may be here this morning, you've been in church all your life, but you're still not sure about this God thing. This God thing. Salvation thing. Maybe some here this morning, you've got more questions about God, Jesus, salvation, the Bible, than you've got answers for. Now, you won't admit that to the preacher, but, 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 but let's just be honest. The list goes on and on and on of, of, of dark, dark places. But this is where I want to give you a little good news this morning. <clears throat> Jesus is in the dark place with you. If you was going to shout right there, was it. Jesus is in those dark places with you. Listen to me this morning. That tomb that you think you're really in, 
that cave that you feel like you're dying in, that darkness that surrounds you, and you'd, oh, heaven. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's not a tomb, but that's a womb. <laughs> in other words, in the darkness, Jesus is trying to grow some things in your life. <laughs> oh, good heavens. That, I feel a little God on that. If you don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Inside of what you think is dead in your life. Inside of what you think, uh, hey, uh, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Inside of the questions that you have. Inside of the problems that you have. It's not a place of death. But yet, it's a place where God is trying to get you to be where you can be silent and you can hear Him. Let me prove it to you. Verses 12 through 13. I'm going to finish this thing. Elijah goes to the cave. He laid up in there in that dark place. He ain't worried about coming out for a while. He's ready just to lay up in there. And God begins to speak to him. He says, Elijah, what are you doing here? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Elijah, what are you doing here? Why are you in this cave? Why are you getting ready to die? See, 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 most of us, we, 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 we in this mindset that when I ain't got everything together, that means God ain't nowhere around. Can I say you're wrong? Because when we ain't got everything together, that's when he's more around. <laughs> Preacher, that don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because when Elijah was in his cave, and Elijah was done with God, and Elijah was done with everything God had to offer, guess what? Uh, inside the dark place, uh, God was there saying, Elijah, what are you doing here? And the Bible says this. Watch this now. Watch this. God passed by that cave and there was a great wind. But the Bible says God wasn't in that. And then God sent an earthquake and the ground crumbled. But the Bible says God wasn't in that. And then a fire come, but the Bible says God wasn't in that. But notice what it does say. It said Elijah was sitting there and all this hell going on around him in a dark place. And he heard a small voice. The Bible says when Elijah heard the voice in the dark place, he wrapped his face, put his mantle back on, and come out of the cave. Next time you see Elijah, he's standing on top of the mountain, by the way. Mm, good. 
people that have preached over and over and over again. John says this. John chapter number one. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness. And darkness could not comprehend it. In other words, the darkness could not handle the light. And you may be here and you're dark all around you. God's in the darkness with you. Okay? He's there. Listen up. Quit denying your dark place. Listen to me this morning. If you don't hear nothing else, if you don't hear Leafy, please. Quit denying your dark place. Understand this morning that if you're in a dark place, your life is not right. The world may judge you. Church folk may judge you. Family may judge you. Friends may. But the only one that matters, uh, the Lord Jesus, He's in the dark place with you. Quit worrying about what everybody else thinks. God is in the dark place with you. Quit acting like you ain't got one. Let me close with this. We all have a dark place. Things we're not proud of. Things we try to hide. Things we don't want nobody to find out about. I want to tell you something today. And I hope you don't think of me no different. But I believe it might help somebody. My life story is an open book. My childhood wasn't the best. Wasn't raised knowing about God. Wasn't raised in the church. Any of that stuff. Mom was a great mom, but but she was a mom without God. See, there's a difference. It's a big difference. You can be a good mama and be a mama without God, and guess what? It still makes you a bad mama. I mean, I'm sorry. And if if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. Because she was a mama without the Lord. She loved us. She worked hard. She worked three jobs. Because, boy, we was poor. And uh, she was a single mom. Worked three jobs. I had a lot of time on my hands. 
Time on the hands is not good for a teenage boy with no supervision. But it didn't take me long to realize I was not going to grow up poor. You can ask my wife. I told her from the time we got married, you can do the finances, that's fine, but if I need $100, it better be in the bank. And I mean, and I'm not being ugly. She knows I'm not being ugly, but I was determined I was not going to live my life that way because I grew up that way, not knowing if there was going to be groceries or shoes or, or, or whatever. As a teenage boy, I, 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 I said, I ain't going to do this. But instead of hitting the books, I hit the streets. You see, it's easier to make money out there than it is to go to school. Long story short, I met a lot of the right, wrong people. Does that make, if that makes any sense at all, a lot of the right, wrong people. And I made a lot of money. A lot of it. I drank. Smoked. Did drugs. Sold drugs. I partied it up. I had doctors. Make you feel real good. Doctors and lawyers on payroll. quit school I left my mother's house I brought a lot of heartache to my family all of this and I was still a teenager I was a teenager but boy I met a lot of the wrong right people this was my cave okay This was my dark place. And you know, while I was doing all this, some of you dignified Baptists won't believe this at all. But while I was living a life that was things I've done, I'm ashamed of. I, wouldn't, I won't say behind that pulpit. I will not say it. Things I've seen... I will not tell you. But let me tell you this. The whole time I was in it, there was a still, small voice. And you woman, you might not believe this. You say, preacher, I, there was the presence of God. I'd lay in my bed at night, drunk, doped up, and I'd try to pray. I'd wake up in the morning, I didn't have no peace. Not the presence of God was in my dark place. My darkest moment was the night they slapped the handcuffs on. 
Now you listen to me. This is hard for me to tell you. But when they put them handcuffs on and uh, when they put those on you, they take, if you got any money, it's theirs now. Especially if you got in the car what I had in the car because they consider that dope money. You can't use that for bail. That's what I'm getting at. They pulled me over. I had enough dope in the car for them to put me up under the prison. If they'd have looked a little harder, but boy, I think I'm I'm thankful for God's grace. Some of you are going to vote me out next week. I had enough. They, 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 I, 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 that'd be up under it. But they found just enough. Just enough to shackle me, charge me with a felony. How many of you remember Trey Gowdy? Say, say amen if you know who Trey Gowdy is. Trey Gowdy was my prosecutor. And Trey Gowdy looked across the table at me and my lawyer. And he says what he said, Chad. I'll never forget it. He said, the max I can give you is 20 years, and I'm pushing for every bit of it. He said, I'm going to make an example out of you. You want to talk about a dark place? Listen to me. You want to talk about a dark place? My lawyer gave me a very little hope. <laughs> he gets some, but not a whole lot. This is what he said. He said, we can go for a jury trial. He said, and you put your, put your life in the hands of some jurors? I believe, this is what he said. He said, I believe we can create reasonable doubt. I believe we can. Glad you believe that. But I need you to know that. He said, or you can plead guilty and put your life in the mercy of a judge. You want to talk about a dark place. I plead guilty. stood before that judge and he said do you know son I've got the authority to give you 20 years and this is what the state of South Carolina wants to do he said you realize you'll be over 40 by the time you get out by the way I'm 35 right now So just to give you a time frame, I wouldn't be here. I said, yes, sir. But that's when mercy walked in. Never had they seen a judge reduce 
charges the way he did. Rehab, probation, no felony. Had to go back and get my high school diploma. Random drug test for seven years, which was paid in full in three years. And I was a 21-year-old boy that had just given his heart to Jesus in a dark place. Some would say, are you proud of that? Nope, I ain't, I ain't bragging on that. I ain't bragging on that. What I'm here to tell you is this. My dark place was not a tomb. It was a womb. I was exactly where God wanted me to be because I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't. Your dark place today, what you're going through today, what you feel the world's collapsing on you today, you feel like you want to crawl in this place and die. Where you're at today, it's not the end of you. It is where God wants you to be so that you'll perk up your ears and listen to the voice that's speaking to your heart right now. And it's saying, come to me. Come to me. All that are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If God has ever pulled you out of a dark place, you ought to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If God's ever done anything in your life, that you've been in the darkness surrounded by Him, you ought to not come to church like an average Christian. You ought to come in here and say, Hey, let me tell you about my dark place that God pulled me out of. So here it is this morning. You're here today and you ain't got it all together. I'm going to tell you something, that's okay. You're here this morning and you don't got all the answers, that's okay. God, God knows where you're at in your dark place. And He ain't left you. He's not mad at you. He loves you. And I know that doesn't make sense right now because you're going through hell and you don't see how a loving God can allow you to go through all you're going through right now. I know it don't make a lick of sense. But I want you to know He knows your dark place. He's in your dark place. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He's waiting for you to come to Him through faith. He's waiting for you simply to believe and to trust Him, to accept Him, 
and that will make the world of difference in your dark place. Let me ask you this morning. Are you willing to trust Jesus today? You see, if God's been speaking to you this morning, and you know it already because your heart's already heavy, then now's the time. Listen to me, you won't get help from God when you want to. You'll get help from God when God wants you to. And now's the time if God's dealing with your heart. I'm going to ask you to stand. And if God's speaking to you this morning, I'm going to ask you to come. Come. Lay it. You say, preacher, I don't even know what to pray. I don't need to know what to ask for. If you're in a dark spot and you need God, I'm going to ask you that you just come to Jesus right now. It's simple as saying, God, I need you. I'm a sinner. And I need you. I'm in a dark place, God, and I need you. Let me tell you, in your darkness, Jesus Christ saves. Okay? In the midst of the hellhole I was in this week, I found, boy, He still saves. He's still in there. And He's in that spot with you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to You today. God, I'm thankful that You pulled me out of my dark place. And God, I'm thankful that you paid the price for me. I'm thankful, God, when I was in a dark place, you was there in it with me. You didn't leave me by myself. And boy, I'm glad you passed by my way in a dark place. God, there's some here this morning, I know they're in a dark place. And God, it's time for them to get real with God about their dark place. Get completely honest with you about their dark place. God, would you speak to every heart in here today, change every life, draw them to you, Lord, by the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Would you come to Jesus today? You're here this morning. Would you come to Jesus today? Would you come to Him this morning and say, I'm in a dark place. I'm in a dark place. I'm in a dark place and I need God. I'm in a dark place and I need Him. Wholeheartedly, my soul undeserving. God, you're so good. Oh, God, you're so
bring suffering Lord I will remember what Calvary has bought for me both now and forever
speaking to you today, won't you come? Gonna leave it here. I am God, my dark place and all. Here I am. God.
Don't deserve it. Still, you. Can't. 